بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين سيدنا ونبينا وحبيبنا وشفيعنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين ومن تبعهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين رب شرح لي صدري ويسل لي أمري وحل لقدة من لساني يفقه قولي ما بعد Respected elders, dear brothers and sisters, my young friends, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh. We begin by praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the Lord of the universe, our sustainer, our creator, our ultimate protector. We begin also by sending peace and salutations upon his beloved messenger, Muhammad, the final messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. I hope and pray that you and your family are doing well on this blessed Friday. You know, last week we talked about the rain and clouds, which although they appear gloomy, they help bring the earth back to life after winter. So this week on one of my walks, Alhamdulillah, I spotted the first signs of that life, fresh green buds peeking out of the muddy and dark ground. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us in the Qur'an, وَمِنْ آيَاتِهِ أَنَّكَ تَرَى الْأَرْضَ خَاشِعَةً فَإِذَا أَنزَلْنَا عَلَيْهَا الْمَاءِ And among his signs is that you, you see the earth devoid of life, but as soon as we send down rain upon it, what happens? اِهْتَزَّتْ وَرَبَتْ إِنَّ الَّذِي أَحْيَاهَا لَمُحْيِ الْمَوْتَى it begins to stir to life and swell. Indeed, he who has given it life is the giver of life to the dead. He is certainly most capable of everything. So subhanAllah, even in that little bud, in those few uh, sprouts that are coming out of the earth, therein lies a sign of the greatness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and a reminder that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will bring us back to life after we have passed from this world. My brothers and sisters, my young friends, this challenging time that we are living through only appears to be getting longer and the coveted return to normal more and more becoming elusive. But let us think of this as a long bout of spring showers and rain that limits our activities, but is indeed needed to bring spirituality back to our dead and dry hearts, to bring back to life the dead and dry hearts from a spiritual point of view. Indeed, there is not much that we can do other than what we are already doing, taking physical means such as hand washing, physical distancing, staying home, but after we have physically done what we can, living through such a challenge is really a mental and spiritual exercise. And what I mean by that is that we need to channel our thoughts and our emotions in a manner that can help us cope with the situation. The situation will only change according to Allah's command and decree. So we will need to change ourselves in order to adapt. Those who are able to adapt quickly will likely be able to cope the best. One way to do that is to zoom out of our situation. Imagine that you're 
in a rush to get to the airport to catch a flight in normal days, of course. There's traffic, you're stuck, and you're stressed out. You're looking at the time. But thankfully, you make it to the airport in time and you board your flight. The plane takes off. And now you can see the entire route that you had taken. And you can see the traffic jam. All of a sudden, that traffic jam doesn't look that long or appear to be that serious anymore. So in this situation, my brothers and sisters, take a bird's eye view of your life. Compared to all the years, months, weeks, days, and hours that you have been alive, and that you haven't been in this difficulty, and you can calculate them if that helps, how do these weeks and potentially months compare? Embrace it as a test that like most other challenges in life, will one day pass, inshallah. And once it passes, it'll look less serious than it feels now. And when a challenge ends up impacting your life in a major way, and let's admit it, that does happen sometimes, don't think of it as a loss. Rather, think of it as a correction. Allah is forcing you to switch paths from one that appeared to be better, but may have been harmful for you, to the one that may appear to be worse, but will be better for you in the long run, inshallah. Over the past weeks, we have talked about how trials and calamities are a call for reflection and reformation, and how this trial is forcefully reforming our lifestyles and behaviors, physically and spiritually, and that it should be a cause for reflection. It is very likely that there is a message and a lesson in it for us. This is the time, my brothers and sisters, to find those lessons and start bringing the changes we need to bring so that we don't go back to our old ways once this trial is over. We also discussed how trials and calamities are a test of attitude and means of gaining extra reward and forgiveness, and also a test of our claim of belief and, uh, of belief and trust in Allah. Trials and calamities are also a reminder to turn to Allah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, We will certainly make them taste some of the minor minor torment, some of the minor adab in this life before the major torment, which is in the hereafter. So perhaps they will return to the right path. So trial, tribulation, even punishment is a reminder to turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to repent and to change our ways. Think of it as a jolt. When important messages that are given subtly and delivered kindly aren't heeded, then the messaging is escalated. We saw this in the past month. Public health officials had been pleading for people not to gather and for gatherings to be canceled. But there were people who were not listening. So then the gatherings and places of gatherings were ordered to be shut. Similarly, travelers returning from outside of Canada were told at the airport that they needed to self-isolate for 14 days, but the directives were not being followed. So the Quarantine Act was used to force anyone coming to Canada from abroad to quarantine themselves for 14 days or risk a maximum fine of up to $750,000 and six months in jail. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala advises humanity, including the believers, through, through words. But when the message isn't heeded, then a difficulty may be sent to wake people up. 
Now, one of the hidden blessings, my brothers and sisters, in this trial or punishment is that this jolt came just before the blessed month of Ramadan. While we may have been normally distracted in the month preceding Ramadan, as the Prophet ﷺ has said, that it is a month people neglect. The Prophet ﷺ has told us about this month of Sha'ban, that it is a month that many people neglect. And this trial has led us to increase our worship and to turn to Allah in ways we may have never done outside of Ramadan, or we may have never had outside of Ramadan. Now, the blessed month is upon us, an opportunity like no other to revive our hearts and seek the mercy and forgiveness of Allah. There is no question, being totally honest, that this Ramadan will probably be like none other that most of us have ever witnessed. But in that too, my brothers and sisters, will be a lesson and hidden mercy for us, insha'Allah. We will discuss rethinking our Ramadan in these times tomorrow, which is Saturday, insha'Allah, at 8.15 p.m. Please join us for our first session of Refresh for Ramadan at kanadamuslims.ca slash live or on the KMA YouTube channel, insha'Allah. Abu Bakr al-Balkhi, rahmatullahi alayhi, who was um, a, a great uh, pious person of the past, the uncle of Abu Isa Muhammad ibn Isa al-Tirmidhi, uh, who is the compiler of the Hadith collection, Jami al-Tirmidhi, he said that the month of Rajab is the month of planting. The month of Sha'ban is the month of irrigating the crops. And the month of Ramadan is the month of harvesting the crops. And of course, this is spiritual planting. This is spiritual irrigation of the spiritual crops and the harvesting of spiritual crops. So let us be prepared, my brothers and sisters, so that we can be warmed up and can hit the ground running when the blessed month comes, inshallah. And wallahi, this time, we really don't know who amongst us will actually make it to the month and who will make it through the blessed month. Allahumma balighna Ramadan. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us the opportunity, the ability to witness the month of Ramadan and to worship in it to the, in the best way possible. Now, in terms of preparation, it's very important to be uh, mentally prepared, but also physically prepared as well. And of course, along with that, spiritually prepared too. So here are some suggestions in terms of practical preparations. So you might want to start spacing out your meals because the first fast of the month will be the longest at approximately 15 and a half hours, beginning at around 4.32 in the morning and ending at 8.04 p.m. So it's a good idea to get prepared by having earlier breakfast, perhaps lighter lunches, and later dinners. And this is just a suggestion. It's also important to seek medical advice because fasting, yes, is obligatory, but not at the expense of one's health. So you should consult a doctor, especially if you have health issues and challenges, and preferably a Muslim doctor who understands the importance of fasting and find out if there's a strong possibility that fasting and perhaps not taking your medications, especially for long hours, could be damaging to your health. And if your doctor tells you that, then ask an imam or a scholar that you trust about what you should do in that situation. It's also a good idea to plan out our schedules because unlike previous Ramadans, many people will be at home this Ramadan 
which is a blessing if you think about it, right? You don't necessarily need to get up and get ready in the morning and go to work and get tired at work and perhaps, you know, take public transit and then come home tired. You most, many people, or perhaps even most people will be able to spend Ramadan at home, it appears. However, although that's a blessing, when a person feels like that they have a lot of time, it can also lead to wasting of their day if it is not planned out properly. Right? It's like a person who feels like they have a lot of wealth and they have enough that they have no need to worry about it in terms of spending it wisely, in terms of you know not wasting it, in terms of protecting it, and therefore they end up uh, splurging and at the end realize that they're actually broke. So we don't want to end up broke this Ramadan. Cut the addiction. So you know, do you find yourself um, going through your day um, with perhaps smoking or chugging down multiple cups of coffee or tea. Because if it's difficult for you to get through your day without those things, then this is the time to start weaning yourself off from those addictions. Because if you try to go cold turkey, the first few days of fasting could end up being very difficult and thus perhaps not enabling you to take full advantage of them. It's also good to get organized, you know, physical, Energy and brain power will be at a premium in Ramadan. Um, so, you know, plan your meals, prepare Ramadan, uh, and even Eid, perhaps grocery lists. Um, and of course, getting groceries is a bit more challenging nowadays as well. So it requires extra planning, extra effort. Um, maybe organize your home. Anything else that you know that you'll have to deal with and that will that could get in the way of a smooth Ramadan, try to take care of them, of those things in the coming two weeks. Also, since many families are at home together, um, try to think of activities. So brainstorm activities that you can do at home with your family. So that's the physical part. Now, mentally as well, you know, look at the timings, be positive and be excited. You know, think of Ramadan as an awesome opportunity and not a burden, right? And this is something that can be a signal, you know, to see how you're progressing in terms of your spirituality. Do you still see Ramadan as a burden. You know, there may be there may have been a time perhaps when you know we were younger, did not really understand the wisdom and the beauty, the blessings of Ramadan. Perhaps we saw it at some point in our life as a burden. Uh, but as one spiritually progresses, one should start seeing Ramadan as an awesome opportunity and not a burden. Even if it entails some hardship, it really is a great opportunity and not really a burden. And most importantly of course is the spiritual preparedness. Um, you know, we've talked about increasing prayers, alhamdulillah, dua, istighfar, all of those things, which many of us, I think, have already been doing, alhamdulillah. So this is great preparation to get us in this, in in in, uh, in shape, get us in the zone for uh, Ramadan, but also things like reconnecting with relatives and cleaning our hearts uh, with regards to, you know, grudges or, um, uh, or ill feelings that we may have towards others because this can can potentially hold back the forgiveness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Uh, paying attention to halal and haram um, because the consumption of haram or indulging in haram uh, can affect the acceptance of dua. And that, of course, is not something that we would want, uh, especially during the month of Ramadan. Um, it's also important to start phasing out spiritual pollution. And what is spiritual pollution? So this is media. You know, music, uh, movies, things that we watch, uh, which are not really beneficial. You know, things that we may be 
accustomed to watching perhaps a series that we're following um, or some sort of uh, you know music that we like to listen to or other things that we are accustomed to taking in um, which are harmful for us. So this is the time to start purifying ourselves, our spiritual hearts from that spiritual pollution so that when the time when the month of Ramadan comes, when the time comes, then we are spiritually prepared to embrace the opportunities available in that month. Reconnecting with the Quran. So Ramadan is the month of the Quran. Of course, when a time, uh, of, you know, uh, when uh, a time when its recitation um, and listening to it is more meritorious, um, and and you know, a lot of our pious predecessors will actually spend the month of uh, of Shaaban, the month we are in right now, actually preparing and increasing their intake of Quran, increasing the recitation of Quran, so that when Ramadan came, they didn't they they didn't have to miss a beat, and that they could just continue forward and increase even further. Um, you know, you don't want to be suffering uh, from uh, from withdrawal once you increase your Quran intake. So that's why it's so important to start phasing out that music and even less beneficial readings and viewings and start making more time for the Quran, listening to it, reciting it um, uh, with meaning, uh, reflecting upon it, reading tafsir even, uh, and enjoy it. You know, see it as powerful words from your creator who is speaking to you, especially during these times. So try to indulge, try to immerse yourself in the recitation of Quran and reflecting upon the verses of the Quran so that you are as prepared as possible for the month of Ramadan. And then inshallah, you can not only continue, but increase that in the blessed month. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us from amongst those who are blessed with witnessing the month of Ramadan once again, uh, and not just witnessing, but also make us from those who are well prepared, those who derive maximum benefit from it, May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us purified hearts in a Ramadan of love and acceptance. Amin ya rabbal alameen. Now, now, brothers and sisters, before I end, I'd like to share two quick powerful du'as with you. Um, a man came to Ali radiallahu an and said that I am unable to fulfill my obligation, meaning financial obligation, so help me. And he said, so Ali, Sayyidina Ali radiallahu anhu said to him, that shall I not teach you a supplication which the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam taught me? So this man came seeking assistance regarding his financial obligation. So Sayyidina Ali radiallahu anhu said, Shall I not teach you a supplication which the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam taught me? It will surely prove so effective that if you have a debt as large as a huge mountain, Allah will surely pay it for you. And he said, Say, Allahumma kfini bi halalika an haramika wa aghnini bi fadlika amman siwak. Once again, Allahumma kfini bi halalika an haramika wa aghnini bi fadlika amman siwak. That, O oh Allah, grant me enough of what you have made lawful so that I may dispense with what you make unlawful. O oh Allah, grant me enough of what you make lawful so that I may dispense with what you make unlawful and enable me by your grace to dispense with all but you. So very powerful, very short, very beautiful, very powerful dua. Allahumma kfini bi halalika an haramik wa aghnini bi fadlika amman siwak. Secondly, a person came to the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, and he said, that, Ya Rasulullah, I was stung by a scorpion during the night. 
So thereupon the Prophet ﷺ said that had you recited these words in the evening, min that if you had recited these words, min meaning I seek refuge in the perfect word of Allah from the evil of what he created, it would not have done any harm to you. So again, a very powerful dua given by the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Inshallah, I'm going to end uh, today as I always do. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, And whoever is mindful of Allah, he will make a way out for them. And provide for them from sources that they could never imagine. And whoever puts their trust in Allah, then Allah is sufficient for them. Certainly Allah achieves His will. Allah has already set a destiny for everything. So we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Oh Allah, we are your weak servants. Oh Allah, we are your weak sinning servants. Oh Allah, indeed we have sinned. Oh Allah, indeed we have gone against your commands and the guidance of your beloved messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Oh Allah, please forgive us for our sins and our weaknesses. Oh Allah, please forgive us for our innumerable sins and our innumerable weaknesses, ya Rabbul Alameen. Oh Allah, we will be lost without your forgiveness and your guidance, ya Rabbul Alameen. Oh Allah, please forgive us and guide us. They make us the way you want us to be, Ya Rabbul Alameen. Oh Allah, please grant us another opportunity to witness the blessed month of Ramadan, Ya Rabbul Alameen. Oh Allah, oh Allah, please make it the best Ramadan for us in every way, Ya Rabbul Alameen. Oh Allah, oh Allah, please grant us strength and bring us closer to you, Ya Arhamar Rahimeen. Oh Allah, please guide us to that which pleases you most and grant us to the best return to you whenever it has been decreed for us, Ya Rabbul Alameen. Oh Allah, please cure all of our brothers and sisters who are ill, especially our elder sister who has cancer, our brother and sister suffering from long-term pain and injuries. Oh Allah, the relative of our close brother who has recently been diagnosed with colon cancer, and all of those who are ill, who are at risk of becoming ill. Oh Allah, you are the protector. Oh Allah, you are the healer. Oh Allah, please grant them a speedy recovery. Oh Allah, please protect them and all of us and all of our loved ones from all illnesses and pain and suffering, Ya Arham Rahimin. Oh Allah, please protect us and all of our fellow human beings, especially the health professionals, the first responders. Oh Allah, the store workers and all of those who are on the front lines who are having to go out and who are putting themselves at risk. Oh Allah, please protect them all, Ya Rabbul Alameen. Oh Allah, please grant relief to all of those who are all of those who are in pain, all of those who are in grief, experiencing stress and anxiety and fear. Oh Allah, please replace it all replace all of those with happiness and peace and joy. Ya Rahman Rahimin. Oh Allah, please grant forgiveness to the elder sister of our brother Ali Muhammad who passed away in Pakistan inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi raji'un Allahumma aghfir laha wa rahamha wa 'afha wa 'afu 'anha wa akrim nuzulaha wa wassi' madkhalaha wa aghsilha bil ma'i wa thalj wal barad wa naqqiha min al khataya kama yunaqqa al thawb al abyad min al danas wa abdilha daran khayran min dariha wa abdilha ahlan khayran min ahliha wa adkhilha al janna wa 'idha min 'adhab al qabri wa 'adhab al nar amin ya rabbal alamin alhamdulillahi rabbil alamin اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى ال سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم اللهم ارض
خلفائه راشدين وعن الصحابة وتابعين ومن تبعهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين اللهم اغفر لجميع موت المسلمين الذين شهدوا لك بالوحدانية ولنبيك بالرسالة وماتوا على ذلك اللهم اغفر لهم وارحمهم وعافهم وعفو عنهم واكرم نزلهم ووسع مدخلهم واغسلهم بالماء والثلج والبرد ونقهم كما ينقى الثوب الأبيض من الدنس اللهم أنت ربنا لا إله إلا أنت خلقتنا ونحن عبيدك ونحن على عهدك ووعدك ما استطعنا نعوذ بك من شر ما صنعنا نعوذ بك من شر ما صنعنا نبوء لك بنعمتك علينا ونبوء بذنوبنا فاغفر لنا إنه لا يغفر الذنوب إلا أنت اللهم ربنا ظلمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين اللهم رب اغفر وارحم وأنت خير الراحمين ربنا إننا آمنا فاغفر لنا ذنوبنا وقنا عذاب النار اللهم ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار اللهم إنا نعوذ بك من الفتن ما ظهر منها وما بطن اللهم آت نفوسنا تقواها وزكها أنت خير من زكاها أنت وليها ومولاها اللهم حبب إلينا الإيمان وزينه في قلوبنا وكره إلينا الكفر والفسوق والعسيان وجعلنا من الراشدين اللهم إنا نسألك موجبات رحمتك وعزائم مغفرتك والغنيمة من كل بر والسلامة من كل إثم والفوز بالجنة والنجاة من النار يا ذا الجلال والإكرام اللهم إنا نسألك العفو والعافية والمعافاة الدائمة في الدين والدنيا والآخرة اللهم أسبغ علينا لباس الصحة والعافية وجعلها عونا لنا على طاعتك ومرضاتك يا أرحم الراحمين اللهم ارفعنا هذا الوباء وهذا البلاء يا أرحم الراحمين اللهم احفظنا من بين عيدينا ومن خلفنا يا أرحم الراحمين اللهم نحن الفقراء إليك وأنت الغني عنا اللهم ارحم ضعفنا واجبر كسرنا وتولى أمرنا يا أرحم الراحمين اللهم لا تكلنا إلى أنفسنا طرفة عين يا أرحم الراحمين اللهم سلمنا وسلم منا يا أرحم الراحمين اللهم اجعلنا من كل ضيق مخرجا ومن كل هم فرجا ومن كل بلاء عافية اللهم آمن روعاتنا واستر عوراتنا وأصلح نياتنا وذرياتنا وأحسن خواتمنا وأحسن خواتمنا واحفظنا من بين أيدينا ومن خلفنا وعن أيماننا وعن شمائلنا ومن فوقنا يا أرحم الراحمين اللهم إنا نسألك علما نافعا وعملا متقبلا ورزقا حلالا واسعا ولسانا ذاكرا وقلبا خاشعا ويقينا صادقا وشفاء من كل داء اللهم ربنا هملنا من أزواجنا وذرياتنا قرة أعين وجعلنا للمتقين إماما اللهم ربنا لا تزغ قلوبنا بعد إذ هديتنا وهب لنا من لدنك رحمة إنك أنت الوهاب اللهم إنا نسألك فعل الخيرات وترك المنكرات وحب المساكين اللهم إنا نعوذ بك من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا اللهم إنا نعوذ بك من قلب لا يخشع ودعاء لا يسمع ومن نفس لا تشبع ومن علم لا ينفع اللهم إنا نعوذ بك من زوال نعمتك وتحول عافيتك وفجاءة نقمتك وجميع سخطك اللهم إنا نعوذ بك من الهم والحزن والعجز والكسل 
والبخل والجبن وضلع الدين وغلبة الرجال يا أرحم الراحمين اللهم اكفنا بحلالك عن حرامك اللهم اكفنا بحلالك عن حرامك وأغننا بفضلك عمن سواك اللهم اكفنا بحلالك عن حرامك وأغننا بفضلك عمن سواك اللهم ارزقنا قبل الموت توبة وعند الموت شهادة وبعد الموت جنة اللهم ارزقنا حسن الخاتمة اللهم ارزقنا حسن الخاتمة اللهم ارزقنا حسن الخاتمة اللهم اغفر لنا ولإخواننا الذين سبقونا بالإيمان ولا تجعل في قلوبنا غلا للذين آمنوا ربنا إنك رؤوف رحيم اللهم حرر المسجونين المظلومين خصوصا في بلاد المسلمين يا أرحم الراحمين اللهم عز الإسلام والمسلمين اللهم ألف بين قلوب المسلمين ووحد صفوفهم وأصلح قادتهم واجمع كلمتهم على الحق يا رب العالمين اللهم أصلح المسلمين في كل مكان اللهم حرر فلسطين والمسجد الأقصى يا أرحم الراحمين اللهم احفظ إخواننا اللهم انصر واحفظ إخواننا وأخواتنا في كل مكان خصوصا في بورما وفي فلسطين وفي الصين وفي كشمير وفي الهند وفي سريلانكا وفي سوريا وفي العراق وفي اليمن وفي سومال وفي أفغانستان وفي كل مكان اللهم انصر المستضعفين في كل مكان اللهم انصر المستضعفين في كل مكان وحقق لهم النصر والفتح المبين يا رب العالمين اذكروا الله العظيم يذكركم واشكروه على نعمه يزدكم واقم الصلاة إن الصلاة تنهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر ولذكر الله أكبر والله يعلم ما تصنعون my brothers and sisters may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept our virtual gathering may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless you and your family may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect every single one of you please go ahead and offer four rakahs of dhuhr at home uh, or if there are four islamically mature males in your home you can also uh, have your own jumaa salah if you wish and the instructions on our website at kananamuslims.ca but if you cannot or if you don't want to, that is fine. You can offer four rakahs of dhuhr salah, inshallah, as you normally do on any other day. Uh, inshallah, see you tomorrow uh, for the first session of Refresh for Ramadan uh, at 8.15 p.m., inshallah, uh, at kananamuslims.ca slash live. And inshallah, we will be talking uh, about um, rethinking Ramadan, uh, how we are going to spend Ramadan under these circumstances, uh, some of the questions regarding that. So inshallah, we'll have a live chat as well. So you can join us tomorrow at 8.15 p.m. Saturday, inshallah, for that discussion and that talk. Uh, and then inshallah, we'll also, um, be, we also will be having family game night, uh, round two, inshallah, Sunday at 8.15 p.m. And you can also find the link at kranamuslims.ca slash live. Jazakumullahu uh, khairah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless you all. Uh, I'm missing uh, each and every single one of you um, and making dua for everyone. Uh, please continue to make dua. Of course, for yourself and your family, but also for me and for mine and for the entire community and for the entire ummah and all of humanity. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect and forgive and bless us all. Amin ya rabbal alameen. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.